The Winnipeg Jets want to be seen as the class of the Central Division, and what better way to do so than by beating one of the top teams in the Central in the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. The Jets did so convincingly in a 4-2 victory. We'll dive into how they pulled it off and why it matters for the chase for first in the Central on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, like I said, Winnipeg just finished uh, on, on Thursday beating the Colorado Avalanche in a huge road win. And you know what? This was a pretty convincing game, right? Like the Jets showed off that they were, in fact, you know, a team that you could argue is is really trying to assert itself as the top team in the Central Division. Because you look at Colorado, you look at Dallas, you look at Winnipeg. And you see three teams that, quite honestly, have an interesting mixture of strengths and weaknesses in compared to you know in comparison to one another. And you know the the, the thing that split the Jets and the Stars recently was special teams um, and really defensive discipline. Whereas you know the Stars got an early lead and then just sort of coasted off of that. You know the Jets in previous games against Dallas. Uh, you know, weren't able to get through on the power play, which was a tough one, right? And so Winnipeg has lost both games against the Stars. But I guess in, in Winnipeg's defense, they were also down, you know, Villardi and, uh, you know, of course, Heinola, who's been out for much of the season, basically the whole season so far. And, you know, now that the Jets have kind of gotten pieces back and you're looking at how Winnipeg is starting to roll and click at 5v5, this Jets team might legit have a real chance that, you know, in a few months here being the top seed in the entire Central. And we'll talk about why that matters for the Jets and who they could potentially face in a wild card matchup should that become a thing later on, you know, later this episode. But focusing on the Jets versus the Avs, this was a fun back and forth game between two teams that, quite frankly, played a pretty even matchup. But Hellebuck was one of the biggest difference makers and the top six for the Jets really showed off in impressive form. And in particular, I'm going to spotlight the top line. This trio of Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, and Nikolai Ehlers has been lights out ever since uh, they were uh, united again. We've seen Ehlers and Shifley before in, in some other games, and they had a pretty good chemistry going. You, you thought that things were looking pretty smooth with them. So you thought, well, you know what? If you put them back up there again, maybe you can spark that line. And oh, whoo. I think saying that group has uh, taken flight and, and been sparked together would be an understatement. This trio is lethal. They're venomous. They're fast. They have all the skill to burn. They've got speed. They've got passing, vision, space creation, whatever it is that you want from this trio, they bring it. And they've got great scoring ability. Uh, and I think what's always really impressed me with how they work together is how they just seem to know where one another is 
you know, spatially speaking, spatial awareness and understanding, uh, you know, the depth of your teammates and where they are and how to get the puck to them to really dangerous areas is something that you, you can't just teach. It's something that you get a feel for over time. And that's where I think Winnipeg has really, really impressed with this group. Uh, obviously, you know, in, in previous weeks, we were talking about whether Velarde should go back up there on the first line. And maybe there's a chance down the road that that should still happen. But so far, so long as Ehlers and company continue to cook, uh, I'm I'm content to leave them as is. I think at some point it might be worth looking at trying to um, figure out how to get the second line back up to speed. Because, like, you know, I follow, I feel, is maybe uh, not the best fit for that trio. But I could see, you know, one of Niederreiter maybe working. Or, like we've talked about in uh, previous episodes, you start thinking about perhaps chasing a bigger fish, another player externally who might be able to upgrade this team if you're wanting to trade assets. Maybe there's an internal option too, but I feel, you know, for the, what the Jets want and their ambitions, you might have to swing a little bit bigger than hoping one of the prospects pans out for, you know, a playoff run. So a lot to like there. Uh, Kyle Connor, big, big, big game, couple of goals, looked really impressive in buildup, had a couple of defensive reads that were really nice, which is always fun to say about him because you know he doesn't always back check but I thought he had a really great game I thought the top line looked fantastic and David Gustafson was also really good uh big Gus of course you know he didn't score and really record any points but he was very noticeable in the slot he created tons of chaos and on the forecheck and in transition you saw how much of a beast he can be he's a great player I've maintained that he is an untapped talent for this team and if he starts to earn a more prominent role with the Jets Watch out. One day I could see him being a really interesting middle six option, but he'll have to put it all together like he did in this game to uh, earn that ice time and really carve out a bigger role. Because like I, I really do think that there's more to his game than just being a fourth line grinder, but we have to wait to see it really uh, come to fruition. So get excited about that. Uh, Connor Hellebuck also looking like he's back in full Vezina form, was really impressed with his game. He tracked the puck well handled deflections well, uh, didn't really offer too, too many juicy rebounds. Pretty much all the stuff that you've come to associate with him and don't look now, but he's got a 9-14 season save percentage after a pretty wretched start. So all told, things are looking up. Now, I know Logan Stanley, uh, you know, was kind of the focus of some concern heading into this game. And unfortunately, he got burned on a particularly bad play against uh, McKinnon, which, you know, wasn't entirely his fault end of the shift and McKinnon sort of got the inside step on him as Stanley was trying to backpedal and spin around, which McKinnon's pretty much going to do to anyone. And, you know, you know, Logan being Logan, he's not exactly the fastest skater, especially uh, tracking back. So, you know, he just got, you know, made into a highlight reel, but that's pretty much what McKinnon does to everyone. So I'm going to choose to focus more on the rest of his game. It was fine. You know, nothing crazy. Uh, you know, a couple of mistakes here and there, but nothing too out of the ordinary or or worrying. Just a solid, decent performance all around. I think, you know, against a team like Colorado, that's pretty much all that you could ask for. So, um, you know, the fears this time were laid. He did exactly what he needed to and uh, got the job done. So good on him. Now, of course, uh, this win for the Jets is a big deal because the Central Division is pretty congested. And we'll talk about you know, what the Jets can expect and why this is a really helpful, uh, you know, sort of change in form for the Jets recently as they try and chase a top seed in the Central. 
Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need uh, to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one vehicle, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure the part is uh, guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. With eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that victory. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions to apply. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, everyone, for rejoining us in tonight's episode as we talk about, you know, big victories and uh, some big developments for the Jets. And one of those said developments, aside from beating the Avs on the road in a huge victory, uh, is, is kind of where the Jets are in the standings for the Central Division, because the Central is a tough division. Um, it's It's not a particularly strong one, I would say, in the sense that you have like tons of, of top, top level teams. You've got a couple of really good ones, uh, but then it, it's kind of where you have like the middle of the pack teams that you start to realize between this and the Pacific, uh, the, the central is definitely the deeper of the two. So like first, right, you've got Colorado uh, in, in first place with 34 points, followed right by Dallas and Winnipeg uh, trailing one point each. You know, Dallas is at 33, Winnipeg is at 32, um, and Colorado has played a game more than both of them. So conceivably, you're almost looking at a three-way tie for first if you really think about it. And based on how the Jets have been playing recently, Winnipeg's got a pretty fair argument that they're closing on uh, potentially being the top team in this division. They are at least defensively uh, maybe the best team um, outside of Dallas. Winnipeg ranks like I want to say sixth or seventh so far for expected goals against which you know you look at this team and you look at the defense and a lot of people would probably say is this Jets team really that good defensively and honestly yeah Winnipeg's problem defensively has always been kind of like in the moment to moment stuff uh, where they 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 maybe surrender an odd man rush or a single dangerous chance and the problem is, is it's just a really dangerous chance because it basically leaves a wide open net so yeah, you know, it is kind of frustrating, but otherwise, you know, it's really a low volume, high quality kind of thing with Winnipeg's defense where they don't give you much when they do. It can be a little bit of an easy chance, but for the Jets, you know, otherwise strong team defensively. And you you wouldn't ex- expect that maybe given um, the Jets blue line uh, history and the team's defensive structure, but defensively, not much of an issue. Offensively, I think is the one thing where Winnipeg maybe has, you know, some mild concern just because like at 5v5, the Jets generally outcreate a lot of their opponents. The problem is that they're not getting it from the most dangerous area of the ice, which is right down the middle in the slot. That's something that I think the Jets really want to work on. Uh, and, you know, I don't know why they don't get as much penetration there. In the Avs game, they got plenty. They were attacking that region. They cut it open. Uh, they got to Georgiev. And so that wasn't really a concern. But against other opponents like Dallas, that's really stingy defensively, um, and some other squads that really clog the slot area, uh, the Jets, I think, are going to want to work on on beating that and 
finding ways to pry it open, kind of like an oyster, because I think Winnipeg is is good enough to take advantage of um, lesser goaltending and stuff. But, you know, cracking those defenses and learning how to beat that like so-called low block from, you know, football terms, I think is is something that'll really help when it gets to the grindier portions of the playoffs. Now, the Jets right now are in third place, but I think they've got a pretty good chance at potentially finishing atop the Central if they, you know, st- you know, stay on their current course and keep up the good behavior. Who they might face in the wild card gets very interesting because the Pacific Division isn't likely to send a representative, um, you know, in one of those two spots. It's probably coming from the Central because, like, the only team that's really on pace right now to get a wild card spot, if they were to make it, is, like, Calgary and I would not really bank on the Flames getting to that point and being good enough to continue, uh, you know, earning their way up through the Pacific. Because, like, they're not catching L.A. or Vegas, and they're probably not catching Vancouver. But if they were to try and perhaps catch one of Arizona or Nashville for a wild card spot, I could I could see it. I don't think it's likely. Uh, I think the Central is going to lock out all of the extra playoff spots in the West, uh, just given how these teams have played. And it's funny because, like, Arizona – has been surprisingly decent this year. I think a lot of people weren't really expecting them to have had the strong record that they do. They don't concede a ton of goals. They've scored a pretty healthy amount. Uh, They seem to have a relatively well-balanced roster, not like an amazing one, but a decent one. Um, And in net, Connor Ingram has been doing a fabulous job. So, you know, this this Yotes team might be pretty legit. They're definitely going to be a team that needs to add if they want to be like a playoff threat. But you know, so far, so good for them. Uh, Nashville also kind of in a weird spot of being, you know, an okay squad, but like you look at their last 10 games and they're like eight, two and oh, including a win against us. So, uh, maybe they're for real. I don't know. I feel like when I've watched them, they're a really annoying team to play, right? Like they don't have a lot of elite talent. Forsberg has really been helping to carry them alongside Usaceros. Uh, but you know, if they make the playoffs, they're going to be an absolute pain in the butt. And either one of those teams, you know, the Jets would potentially face if they were to get uh, in like, you know, say the the top seed. But compared to who they could face otherwise, which would be like either like Dallas or uh, Colorado, you know, that's definitely more preferable to go against one of the Yotes uh, Preds or, you know, should the Flames make it maybe Calgary. Uh, Finishing atop the Central, I think, is really important because if you get like a first round matchup against one of the Avs or the Stars, it's going to be a like an absolutely brutal bloodbath that's probably more of like a coin flip series. Um, I think the Jets definitely have the potential to come through, and with Hellebuck potentially stealing a series, uh, you know, there, there's no real <clears throat> telling and in, 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 in telling, like, you know, whether or not the Jets would really be that, that much in danger of not advancing. But you definitely want to give yourself the best odds, get a top seed, finish in a top spot, because it can only help Winnipeg as they... Uh, really try and consolidate their playoff position. They've already done a really good job of building an early uh, lead to get into the postseason, so I'm not really worried about them missing. I think the bigger question now is just where they're going to finish in the Central this season, and can they get a top spot in the division? Can they win it? It'd be wonderful if they could. I'm really hoping that they do. You know, I'm not going to demand or expect it, but if they do, all I'm saying is this Jets team might be pretty darn legit. I'm pretty excited to see where they go from here. I've, you know, been really optimistic about the season so far, and thus far they've repaid my optimism. So a lot to get excited about. 
Let me know where you think the Jets are going to finish in the division. Give me your predictions below. I think they'll get second. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, but let me know what you think in the comments below or at my social medias at, at, at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Before the Jets can even claim a top seed in the Central, though, they've got to get uh, business taken care of against some of their current opponents. And their next one on Sunday is the Anaheim Ducks. Should the Jets be worried about the Ducks? Is this a trap game? We'll dive into all of that in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but if we want to just talk about a minute, you know, here and, and spend some, you know, quick moments talking about preparing for real life emergencies, you know, right now the FDA is talking about how pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of, you know, plenty of nasty bacterial outbreaks and uh, different viruses running rampant. For a lot of you, that's probably pretty scary. I know for me, it doesn't exactly leave me with a great peace of mind. And, you know, when you're thinking about your family, right, I couldn't imagine a more hopeless and helpless feeling than not having the, you know, necessary medications that you're looking for. If somebody in your family is sick, they've got, you know, some sort of condition and they need something like, say, an antibiotic uh, prescription. Thankfully, though, we'll be okay because Jace Medical is, is covering us with the Jace case, a pack of five different antibiotics that can treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, UTIs, respiratory infections, and so much more. It's stuff that's common and could happen to any of us, but you want to be prepared all the same. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician's encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board a sort of certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than right now. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us on tonight's episode as we wrap up quickly with some thoughts ahead of Winnipeg's game against the Anaheim Ducks. I mentioned it could be a trap game, right? Uh, Anaheim is 1-9 in, in their last 10 games. It's actually worse than I thought. I know that they're bad this year, but I didn't think that they were 1-9 in, in their last 10 bad. Uh, even the Sharks have actually won way more games recently. They're 5-4-1, and one, and they've actually been freewheeling and scoring recently at a level that I don't think anyone expected the Sharks to. Uh, they're not clawing out of a you know lotto spot necessarily, but hey, they've perhaps gotten a little bit more exciting. The Ducks seem to be going the opposite way. Uh, they have conceded a lot, and they're not really scoring much. When you look at their lineup, though, it's not really surprising why. You know, the first line right now is Killorn. Leo Carlson and Troy Terry. And honestly, you know, this team just really lacks a lot of finishing talent up front. I'm a big fan of Terry, and I think Carlson's got a lot of potential in the future. But as of right now, that being your first line right now is kind of indicative of where this franchise is. You know, Kaloran's going to bring veteran experience and try and help some of the younger kids as they uh, navigate a, a difficult rebuild process. But yeah, this, this Ducks team, you know, they, they've made more of a fight in a lot of these games than I think people have given them credit for, but not enough to actually come away with a victory. Second line, you've got Vetrano, uh, Ryan Strom, and Brett Leeson. Vetrano's actually been doing pretty darn well this year. Uh, I think he's had a pretty good scoring record that I think has surprised a number of folks. Uh, Frank, you know, was one of those players that I wouldn't have minded as a Jets player. Maybe even still could be a good upgrade option at the trade deadline. We'll have to see. Uh, 
Ryan, of course, you know, seems to be continuing the Strom tradition of uh, being just a, a really solid, you know, middle six player, like a, a great scorer, nice playmaker, somebody that could probably also help out the Jets if he was to be a, a potential pickup. But, you know, for this team that is looking at this being their top six, maybe not the most ideal of situations. Third line, Soferberg, Henrik, and uh, Benoit Olivier Grohl. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got a couple of really familiar names there. Silverberg used to be a dangerous scorer. Henrik has traditionally been a really solid two-way player. But otherwise, I think you look at this team and you're like, yeah, you know, with a fourth line of McGinn, Carrick, and Johnston, there's just not a lot of scoring talent. And I think the Jets are are in a really good position, especially having been the, you know, they they've are, are on the current three-game winning streak. They've got pretty serious offensive chops. And they have the ability to go through even top teams like Colorado. For me, this game against the Ducks should be a 5-2 victory. That's what I'm going to call. Uh, you know, this is maybe a game where Brassois can come in and uh, give Hellebuck the night off. Helly's been great recently, but of course, you want to save him up as much as possible for the postseason. You know, keep him fresh, keep him good to go. Uh, because once the playoffs roll around, he's not going to have a lot of time off. And the Jets are going to have a very busy playoff schedule. So, Let's hope the Jets come away with a big win here. It would be nice to get one over the weekend, and we'll talk about how the Jets do, you know, for as much as the game uh, is is over with by the time I record on Sunday. We'll see if they have a, uh, a nice report for me to give. But for tonight's episode, that's going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We'll see you back here later this weekend for that aforementioned Ducks coverage. But as always, have a great night, and go Jets go.